yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. for tuning into this episode of the Being Technical Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Aaron, where I'm being technical and not practical. For all my new listeners out there, I appreciate y'all for tuning into this episode. For my continued listeners, I appreciate the continuous support. I got much love for y'all. If y'all keep sticking in, tuning in with me, don't worry. I got y'all for all my supporters, for all my new listeners. I appreciate y'all. Once again, I do got a lot to dive in on uh, this past week of uh, sports and news, but beforehand, I got to give a big shout out to my man, my homie, my bro, Barf, uh, from the Bleach Report. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate you for hopping on my last episode. For those that haven't checked it out, you can uh, go to my previous episodes. Uh, the episode I did with Barf was called Shots with the Barf Tender. Uh, we were just chopping it up. Uh, talking sports, you know, reminiscing and talking about, you know, everything else. So if y'all who haven't checked it out, once again, you can go listen to my previous episodes. I am available on all platforms. Um, I made Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Overcast, even straight here from the Anchor app. You can also listen to my episodes on the YouTube. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, Be In Technical Podcast. If you don't feel like listening to all the other platforms, you can also hop on YouTube. Give me a subscribe. Also, give me a thumbs up rating. Anyways, let me hop on because I got a lot to talk about. And I got a lot to dive into, my opinions. Obviously, I know I'm late to the party. I ain't get to really uh, touch up on the, what happened to start off the week. Obviously, everyone's heard Kansas City Chiefs locked up Patrick Mahomes. And gave him a new 10-year, $503 million. My man's got half a billion dollars. My first thought was, good God, he got paid. And secondly, I was like, damn, he's fucking worth it. I'd have gave him 500 Man, he might have got more if he really... I, I was thinking when I, had, when I sat back and thought, I was like, damn... I think he, I think he could have got more. I, what ends up when you do the math, it ends up being some somewhere close to forty plus million dollars a year. He had one hundred and seventy some million dollars guaranteed, and no one was like shocked by that. I mean, when you saw the numbers, you were shocked. But when you really thought about, it, you were like, he's only twenty four. You're like, damn, they still got him. And even then, when that contract's up, he's only gonna be thirty four, thirty five, and he could still get another contract. That's what's crazy about it. My man has only played in the NFL for three seasons and already got himself a half a billion dollar contract. And the man is only 24. He got to be the most accomplished 24-year-old you could possibly think of. I mean, when you look at all of sports, how many athletes could you say are worth $500 million contract? The only ones I could think of, LeBron James, Cristiano Ronaldo, Leonardo Messi, that is in the class that Patrick Mahomes is in when you break it down. He is in the class of athlete when you could think of in all of sport that if you were a general manager that you would give a half a billion dollar contract to is only other athletes I could think of. LeBron James, Cristiano Ronaldo, you could say Leonardo Messi and maybe Neymar, maybe close, because those are that's basically saying they're they will if you have those players on your team, you have a chance to compete for a championship every single year. They will make your team relevant and they will sell out merchandise. 
sell up the stadiums, have everybody watching them. That is the class you are putting Patrick Mahomes in. My man got a baseball contract. And when you think about it, Patrick Mahomes got a half a billion dollars. Mike Trout in the MLB gets 400 some million. John Carlos Stan for the Yankees gets $330 million. And they get paid all that money. And do they have the same kind of impact on their teams that Patrick Mahomes has? When you really think about it, I think the Kansas City Chiefs got a bargain. Because in the three years my man has played, he's already won an MVP. He was an offside call away from basically going back to back in the Super Bowl. He's won a Super Bowl MVP and he won an MVP all at the age of 24. He got to be the greatest 24-year-old in, in, in history. Just think about it. What, the, what was you doing at 24? I know at 24, I just got out of college. I was maybe a year out of college trying to figure out what the, the fuck I was going to do with my life. And this man already got his life set at 24. Got all that money. Got all the accolades. I don't know what more he can do in in life. I mean, the man has accomplished everything. But when you break it down, 12 years for $503 million, he going to be, what, 34 by the time that contract's up? He going to get another contract. But but when you but it sounds good right now, but, I mean, what... How can you measure if that contract was truly worth the 10 years? So let's just say the time is up. What does he have to do to say the contract was worthy? Is it just another Super Bowl? Does he have to win multiple Super Bowls? I mean, if you ask me, I think if he gets two more Super Bowls out of this, out of that contract, it was worth it. Because the man who's already brought you three Super Bowls in that frame. But what got me thinking, because obviously Super Bowls are what quarterbacks are measured for. What if Tom Brady, a 25-year-old Tom Brady was in this market? Yeah, let's just say Tom Brady at age 25, 26, was in this current quarterback market. Would he be worth a 10-year, $400 million, $500 million deal. He had three Super Bowls. And he start, you know, had the, the Patriots. That was the beginning of the Patriots dynasty. Had three Super Bowls. Had an MVP. Had, what, two, three Super Bowl MVPs. Would you say 25-year-old Tom Brady was worth $500 million? You could argue, like a lot of people argue, what they use against Tom Brady. Oh, he has Bill Belichick. It was the coach. The coach is the system. But you can say the same thing about Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes has a Hall of Fame coach and Andy Reid, one of the greatest offensive minds in all of NFL's history. He's got weapons. You could argue Tom Brady has never played with the likes of a Tyreek Hill and a Travis Kelsey and a Miko Hartman and a multi. Sure, Mahomes can make a lot more throws than Tom Brady could. He's a lot more mobile. He's a lot more flashy, but... Last time I checked, the NFL is all about wins and Super Bowls. And Tom Brady at this time, 25-26, he had three Super Bowls. Would he be worth, would you give Tom Brady, if you fast forward to right now, Tom Brady at the beginning of that Patriots dynasty now with the three Super Bowls, would you give Tom Brady $500 million? He ended up playing with them 20 years, and now he's got six Super Bowls and nine Super Bowl appearances. What other quarterbacks you could say had nine Super Bowl appearances in a 20-year span? That's basically the length of Patrick Mahomes' contract, let's just say. Going on 20 years. Going on 12, 12, so he'd have played about 15 years. Would he have to have the same accomplishments as Tom Brady to make the contract worthy? If he, let's just say, gets one more Super Bowl and everyone says he was absolutely worth the money, wouldn't you make the same argument for Tom Brady that he deserved $500 million also 10 years ago? But in fact, Tom Brady took less and still didn't play with the likes of the offensive arsenal that Patrick Mahomes has. I'm not saying he's not worth it. I'm saying T Tom Brady was also worth that same contract 
that Patrick Mahomes got. Let's just say, for Patrick Mahomes' sake, he's not a one-hit wonder. Because last I checked, the New England Patriots are an anomaly. It is really hard to win a Super Bowl in the NFL. Just just look at through history. How many quarterbacks did you think have multiple Super Bowls? Joe Montana, Joe Montana, Troy Aikman had three, two, or th- and then you get to Tom Brady with six, and then even John Elway, he has two Super Bowls, but it took John Elway till his ending of his career to even win. Those two Super Bowls. He almost won his whole career without winning a Super Bowl until the the Broncos, until the end of his career when he got Mike Shanahan in the system and they were able to pull off two Super Bowls. So when you look at it, even Dan Marino never won a Super Bowl. And he was arguably the Patrick Mahomes of his era, one of the greatest throwers of the football. Didn't even win a Super Bowl. And the NFL is a cap-riddled league. It is a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately. If you go down the drawing boards five, six years later and the Kansas City Chiefs don't get back to the Super Bowl, will the Chiefs want to get? Will the Chiefs want to move on? Or do they play him through the duration of his career? Just ask even all the quarterbacks that even have a Super Bowl how hard it is to get back to another Super Bowl. Russell Wilson won one Super Bowl. He hasn't won another Super Bowl since. Brett Favre only had one Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers, who before Patrick Mahomes was the best quarterback in the NFL, and he has only won one Super Bowl in 2010, and he has not been back since. That is how hard it is to win a Super Bowl in the NFL. He may not even ever make it back to the Super Bowl from here on out. When you really think about it, it's not like the NBA where... You put together two, three, two, three stars together, and you can go on and win multiple championships like the Warriors, Lakers of their era, the Miami Heat. You just get a couple, couple teams, a couple of star players together because in the NBA, it's a seven-game series. So even if you lose one, you have three more or four more opportunities to win the series, unlike the NFL, where it's... So much luck and so much attrition it takes to win a Super Bowl. You can have injuries. It's a one-and-you're-out playoff scenario. You could have one bad game in the playoffs, and, and you're out. You could have had a great season, and just like that, it's over. As the 98 Vikings, the greatest team, one, one of the greatest teams in all of the NFL, they did everything right. All it took was one missed field goal by Gary Anderson, and they've they, their season, their fifteen one season was over just like that. That's all it took. Ask the nineteen, even the nineteen zero, eighteen and zero New England Patriots of two thousand seven had a perfect season. Did not lose a game. Were up three with. Two minutes left when Tom Brady threw Randy Moss to, with the go-ahead touchdown in that Super Bowl against the Giants. Up 17-14 in two minutes. And just like that, pay, Eli Manning throws a prayer in the sky. David Tyree catches it with his helmet. They get in the, they get into, uh, in the red zone. Plaxico Boris scores a touchdown. And just like that, their 18-0 season's over just like that. Didn't get another chance to redeem themselves. Again, they didn't play the game the next week. It was over just like that. So that's what tells you how hard it is to win in the NFL. So obviously the Kansas City Chiefs giving Patrick Mahomes that 10-year contract, basically locking him up for 12 years, just because they have the greatest quarterback, arguably right now the best quarterback today on their roster, does not mean they are a shoe-in to at least make it, even make it to a Super Bowl, let alone win another one. And so for Tom Brady to have won six Super Bowls, could have been eight, could have won eight, or could have, could have won all of them, really. He could have won eight, let's just say. And you're telling me he's not worth a $500 million contract at his time? I, sure, it's a different era, but I would argue Tom Brady is just as valuable of a quarterback 
at his age than Patrick Mahomes is right now. What? But just before you yell and say, oh, Aaron, you're an idiot, just look at the numbers, look at the winning percentage, look at what Tom Brady even accomplished at the same time frame, and tell me at the end of this 10-year contract, doesn't even get, even if he wins two, so in 10 years, if he only wins three, two more Super Bowls, he still hasn't even accomplished half of what Tom Brady has. Let's just say he wins one more MVP, one more Super Bowl MVP, one more Super Bowl. Everybody's going to say it's worth it. Everybody's going to say the contract was worth it. But when you really look at Tom Brady didn't even get that kind of money, and he's got, what, four regular season MVPs. He's got four Super Bowl MVPs and six Super Bowl rings. And he did... These didn't even get a $500 million contract. So that's to say something. But moving on to other quarterback contracts, obviously there's going to be with the other, with the state of the NFL being a, the, especially the quarterback market, if a quarterback gets a contract, the next quarterback is going to want it at least equal or two more than Patrick Mahomes. I think this contract is going to be an, is an anomaly. We will never see another Patrick Mahomes contract, in my opinion, in the NFL. Just because the NFL is such a dangerous, violent, what-have-you-done-for-me-lately league, nobody is going to want to tie up a player to that kind of contract. Dak Prescott is going to be up for a contract. I know Deshaun Watson is going to be up for a contract. First of all, Dak, I know you don't ask for $40-something million. You better not damn even ask for near what Patrick Mahomes got. First of all, get to the NFC Championship game before you can even ask for $40 million. Try going a game without Zeke, without that offensive line, and see how he can elevate a team with less than adequate pieces. We saw that, Dak Prescott. We saw he can't win games without Ezekiel Elliott, without that offensive line, probably one of the top three offensive lines in the NFL. Can't, can't, can't win with... Uh, Poor offensive line. Before he had Amari Cooper the year before, could barely pass. He was dinking little swing pass, dump off passes. Before he got Amari Cooper. So he's got a number one receiver, top offensive line, top running back, top receivers. And he want to ask for $40 million. If you take $40 million, you're going to lose some of those players. You crazy. Don't even dare ask for $40 million, Dak Prescott. You better stay around that $30 million. You are not Patrick Mahomes. You ain't even Deshaun Watson. And even Deshaun Watson is going to be asking for a new deal. That is a quarterback that should at least, at least get somewhat to $30, $35 million because the man plays with a bad offensive line, an idiot head coach, no running game. He had one star receiver in DeAndre Hopkins in which they traded away. The stupid-ass head coach traded away. So if I'm Deshaun Watson, oh no, you gonna you gonna write me my check. You gonna run me a tab. So that's something to keep in mind with. Keep in mind with if I'm if I'm a a, a quarterback that's gonna be hitting this market pretty soon. Our players gonna start asking for more long term deals like Patrick Mahomes, or does that actually hurt the quarterback? That team's gonna say, yeah, pro, sure. Yeah, we'll take the long-term contract because when you think about it, if Patrick Mahomes even wins another couple Super Bowls, that contract might be a bargain. He might even get another contract or he might even want to rewrite the contract. And he might, and he might not because the team was going to be like, nope, we got you for this price and we're stuck with you. So that might hurt the quarterback market down the road, but we will see. Speaking of the NFL, one uh, professional uh, sports team is in a lot of heat. Uh, the team that resides in Washington, the Washington Pro Football Team. Their owner, Dan Snyder, is in some heat because now he's being forced to change the team name. Obviously, if everybody knows, the Washington Redskins have been a very controversial sports team name, and they've been getting a lot of heat because a lot of people have been saying and a lot of Native Americans have been complaining that that is a offensive and racial slur and they would like to be not have a sports team name called that. And for years, Dan Snyder 
wouldn't change it because he felt that it actually shows Native Americans pride and it shows that it, they're honoring them by calling a sports team the Washington Redskins. Please tell me how that shows any honor to Native Americans, but you're calling them Redskins. Imagine. Sure. A lot of people would argue, but, oh, there's a lot of other sports teams with, uh, you know, with uh, ethnic names. Oh, well, look at the Notre Dame Irish or the Boston Celtics or whatever. But that's not the same thing as being called the Redskins. If you know the Irish, you're just calling them by their nationality. You're not calling them, oh, the Notre Dame Whiteskins. Just imagine how offended some pe offend people would be if there was a team called the Washington Whiteskins, how people would take that, or the, the Washington Yellowskins, especially looking at Americans' history and how Native Americans were basically wiped off this country and slaughtered, and then on top of that, you're going to name a sports team the Redskins? Dan Snyder, you got the nerve, the audacity? Just think about that. Or even when you look down the road, oh, the Cleveland Indians. You gonna just call all the Indians and then put a, a logo of an Indian with a smile. That was the original logo in the 90s with the big smiling teeth and a feather in their head. You know how offensive that is? I know the, the Cleveland Indians don't use that logo anymore. And obviously, the also the college, North Dakota, the Fighting Sioux, they got some heat for because uh, the Sioux tribe didn't want their their people as a uh, mascot for a sports team or a college team. Can you imagine that? And right now, their Washington Redskins are close to changing their name, not because Dan Snyder finally felt bad and he finally thought that this name was offensive. No, that is not why he's being forced to change the name. Obviously, the only reason that people in this country or corporations care is when it hurts their pocketbooks. Because Dan Snyder's minority owners, the minority owners of the Washington Redskins, wanted out because of the team name. FedEx, who has the naming rights of their stadium, wants out. And even Nike pulled all the Washington gear off their site because of the name, and they will not bring it back until they change the name. So the only reason that Dan Snyder wants to change this name is because it hurts in his pockets. Not his feelings, but his pockets. So that should tell you something. And it's about time, damn time they change that name. Because it is offensive. It doesn't matter if 90% of Native Americans said it wasn't offensive. If that 10% said it's offensive, then take, get rid of it. Because 10% is still a lot of people. Just think. Bomani Jones wore the shirt emblemating the uh, Cleveland Indians, but it called the Caucasians, where it was a white dude with money signs on, his, on the eyes instead of the Cleveland Indians logo, and people went freaking crazy over it and were so mad at Bomani Jones over that. Just think of that. That's just a T-shirt. And people threw a huge fit over that. But you want to have a whole football team named after an offensive term, sell merchandise, go to games, make Native American chants, wear feathers, people face paint themselves, and you're telling me, there's no issue with that. And that's the problem with this country where they just, oh, they only uh, are offending when it's convenient. Oh, oh, it's not offensive. Who are you to say something's not offensive to a group of people? You don't get that. You don't get that, that, that privilege, that right to tell somebody to be a, that what they think is offensive is not offensive. No, that's not how this works. If somebody says it's offensive, then it's offensive. And I'll get to that offensiveness I'll get to that later. But the NFL, you make that, that team change their name before this NFL season starts. Before Washington gets to play their first game, they need to have a different name. That's for sure because there is going to be big problems. And I know even if he changes the name, you won't hear an apology from Dan Snyder. You won't see him do no interview saying, 
you know, he listened to the community and the people, and he finally changed the name. Nope, he's just going to change the name because he wants to get his money back, and he's going to go hide in his boot. I get it. He grew up a Washington fan. You know, his parents or whoever owned it, and he's a fan of the game, and he felt he feels some kind of sentimental value to the name just because he's been a fan of them all his childhood. But these are different times. This is a different era. Change the name. Anyways, moving on. The NBA, obviously, the players finally went to their so-called, quote-unquote, bubble at uh, Disney World Resorts out in Orlando, and they're supposed to be spending 40 days or whatever there, and it's gotten some uh, interesting headlines and interesting uh, so far. It's only been a few few days that they've been in the bubble, and already the bubble, so-called bubble, is getting some some criticism here. First of all, they look like they showed a picture of the gym or wherever they're supposed to play. The court looks nice. It looks nice. Don't get me wrong with the different team logos and whatnot. But I'm not gonna lie, it looks like they're hooping in a hotel conference room. I looked, I'm like, that shit look like the Ramada Inn. They got these NBA players hooping in a damn Ramada Inn. And which the players are supposed to spend 40 mother 40 days in a and they're supposed to hoop. They're used to playing in front of thousands upon thousands of ten thousand fans. And now you got them hooping in a Ramada Inn in the damn conference room. Y'all don't got these players so messed up. And this is what you want. The, the games don't even start until the end of July. And already people looking at it, all the players are already complaining about this stupid ass bubble. And then there was a few players, start off with Troy Daniels, he posted a, uh, the pictures of the food that they were serving them. Mind you, these are, NFL, these are NBA players that are used to eating top meals, and they, he posted a picture of some fruit and a plastic cup, some salad, and some potato chips. And that's what these players are supposed to eat up until they play a high-level competitive playoff series, playoff basketball, and you got them eating plastic fruit and plastic cups and a salad in a plastic container? Really, NBA? That was That's what you're going to feed them? You got these NBA players, these multi-million-dollar athletes, eating main cabin airline food. That ain't even the food they served them in first class and in business class. You got them eating meals that they serve in coach. These are NBA players that got personal chefs that eat five course meals every day. And you're telling me they're supposed to eat that every day? And while and playing in a Ramada in basketball court? Really? Really, NBA? Really, Adam Silver? You couldn't do better? I'm curious to see the top athletes. You know, obviously, it's been, you know, the Troy Daniels, you know, the, 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 the role players posting pictures of the food. I'm curious to see what the star players, if the star players are going to eat that. Because ain't no way in hell LeBron James is going to be eating that. LeBron James got his own chef, his own personal chef. Ain't no way you're going to feed him that. That was funny. When Troy Daniels, the day Troy Daniels posted that boxed up, plasticed up airline food, LeBron James took a picture of him having Taco Tuesday with his family. And that was funny because he basically took a subliminal shot. I'm like, ain't no way you're going to feed me that. If I don't have no chef, I ain't playing. I want to see them feed Kawhi Leonard that. I want to see them feed... Luka Dantich that I want to see the star players of the NBA eating that food. I'm curious to know if they have a different meal plan than the role players. That's going to be interesting. How the hell are you going to expect them to eat that for 40 days and play basketball? These athletes are, to, to perform at their high level, they have to eat a certain diet, certain meals with certain nutritional value and certain calories in order for their body to stay in the shape that they're in. You feeding them potato chips and boxed up boxed up salad or boxed up chicken? 
Nah, that ain't happening, bro. Yeah, I hope. Well, I'm curious to know as time goes, um, if players, how long they last in this so-called bubble with no family, no friends, no women, no nothing. I'm curious to see who the first outsider that gets snuck in that bubble. I'm curious to see how that turns out. That's going to be funny. That's for sure. Speaking of another, they got also the, another bubble. The WNBA also has their own bubble. And when I seen what they would, uh, on I, on uh, Twitter what they were feeding the WNBA players, I was like, oh, hell no. That shit look worse than free school lunch. <laughs> I said, ain't no way in hell y'all going to disrespect some professional athletes and feed them free lunch cafeteria food. Y'all got them so fucked up. Y'all better do something better because I don't think if this did last longer feeding them that, they might not even play. They might just walk out the bubble and make the bubble burst. <laughs> That's for damn sure. Speaking of the WNBA, obviously one of the owners of a, the bat, one of the basketball teams in the WNBA is in some hot boo-boo. That's for sure. I think one of the owners of uh, the owner of the Atlanta Dream and current appointed senator Kelly Loeffler of Georgia, who was also picked by Governor Kemp, we can I won't even elaborate on him, but they made some headlines because she was on record saying that she opposes her players of wearing Black Lives matters on their jerseys and their equipment she opposes black lives matters basically and she doesn't want any of her players representing black lives matters because she said black lives matters is a political campaign that opposes american principles and advocates for defunding police get this removal of jesus from the church and anti-semitism just think about that the owner, who happens to be a politician, politicianer, she's a politician. She is a political figure saying something is a political campaign. So you are in politics and you're saying something else is a political movement, a political campaign. The same politicianer, the same politicianer who happens to be a staunch Trump supporter is saying Black Lives Matter is political. The same Donald, the same president that she supports, Donald J. Trump, said about Bubba Wallace that the whole noose incident was a hoax. That's the same. Pre- that's the same president that she is a huge supporter of. Who makes everything about sports political, and she is saying. That Black Lives Matter is a political campaign. Just how does that sound? And then, not only that, she is the owner of a team that is based in Atlanta. Atlanta, Georgia is the probably the city, the blackest city in America, who all her players are predominantly black. Tell them she can't support, they can't support something that means a lot to them. A politicianer. Mind you, this is a appointed senator who is up for re-election. So she better be careful with the with what she is saying. I I personally think they should remove her. She shouldn't even be an owner anymore. She should be forced to sell it. Cause ain't no way a politicianer, a someone a a senator should be an owner of a sports team. She's saying something is political. She is a political figure herself saying something is political. How does that sound? That is how delusional these politicians are in this country. She doesn't want to uh, have her sports team be political, but, oh, and they say politics and sports don't go together, but then again, they spew on their political opinions on whatever. So isn't that kind of a political statement to say that another organization is a political campaign? I, she wasn't even an elected senator. She was appointed because 
the senator before her had to step down because of health reasons. She gets appointed by the governor, who also is a big supporter of Trump, and she gets to make blasphemous uh, political statements like that. Man, uh, November, let's just say November can't come come any faster because the 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 people the people that are in power right now that are that are running states and even the president are just done lost their goddamn minds and please for the love of god people just don't put these idiots back in power because you you, you get dumb shit like this her saying stupid shit like that on tv and then she still gets to own it if i was the players i wouldn't even play for her if i was all those black players that played for the atlanta dream all those Black women that play for that for the Atlanta Dream, I wouldn't even play. Don't make, don't even make her any money. You playing is only make putting money in her pocket. Don't even play. Fans don't even show up to the games until she set, sells the team. That, as you see, is where they draw the line. Not the offensive shit they say. Not the the the, the bullshit they spew. It's when you hurt them where it hurts them the most. Their pockets. When they start losing money and it starts affecting their pockets. That's when they'll make a difference. So until then, just like Donald Sterling, if y'all remember him, the Clippers owner who was caught on a recording saying he didn't want his girlfriend hanging out with black people, he at least said it in a private conversation that happened to get leaked and recorded. This chick, Kelly Loeffler, said it to the media. That is how, that is how bold these people are. So, she should be forced to sell the team, too. And if I was those women, don't play for that owner until she sells the team. Don't even play. Don't make her no money. Don't play. Don't support her until she sells that team. That's for sure. Speaking of anti-Semitic, anti-Semitism, Deshaun Jackson, the Philadelphia Eagle, got himself in a jam. <laughs> Posting on his Instagram, his IG account. So, obviously... He went a little too far with this one. So he posted a quote from, I want to say, a fake Hitler or whatever. I don't think Adolf Hitler said any of these things, but it was a fake Hitler account or whatever from a book that said that the Jewish people are trying to take over America and world domination or somewhere to that line. I don't remember. I, I don't know the full context of the quote. But the rest of the quote that he was basically trying to show was that that the black people, the Negroes, were the original Israelites. And he got a lot of heat for that because it offended a lot of people and rightfully so. If you're gonna quote if you're gonna quote anybody, Adolf Hitler might be the last person you would even want to consider posting unless you had somewhat beliefs in whatever the hell he was a psycho and he was probably the worst one of the top five worst people to ever live that's for sure and he got a lot of heat of that because obviously you know what Adolf Hitler did during the holocaust and I don't think he really fully grasped what he was really posting and to make it worse on his end that his general manager and his owner, the man that writes his checks, and then the, the GM that the same general manager, I think it was Howie Roseman, who traded for him and even drafted him back when he was out of college, happened to be Jewish. I don't think he took that consideration. I think those are the last people he would want to even be wanting to offend are as your boss as well as the man that works under your boss that has basically controls your employment and pays you. I, I'm not going to defend Deshaun Jackson, but I, and obviously Steven Jackson came to his defense and even Steven Jackson is getting some heat for the quote. I'm not going to defend what Deshaun Jackson did because we are in a different times and we should all be pushing for unity and respect one another's beliefs and ethnicities and race. But I think what the Deshaun Jackson was trying to do was trying to empower 
fellow black black folks. That is what his intention was. I think, at least in my opinion, I think he what he was trying to do was trying to uplift black folks with the saying, you know, the posting the the post. I mean, he didn't even say these things. He didn't even say it. He just posted something off a book. So it's not like he said it. It's not like he said these things. And he took a lot of heat, obviously, because of different times. But, and... Like once again, like I said, if the, if Jewish people said it's offensive, no matter if all of them said it wasn't offensive, if it's a small minority group of Jewish people said that was offensive, then it is offensive, and you should take lightly to it. You should not take lightly to it, and at least be sensitive. And he did come on and apologize for what he said, but this is the same Philadelphia Eagles football team that six or seven years ago had also a wide receiver in Riley Cooper. The same Riley Cooper who was on video screaming the N-word to a security guard at a country concert. I think it was a Kenny Chesney concert. He was drunk. Screaming the N-word to a security guard. Not just the N-word, but the N-word with the E-R at the end. And he said it on video. He was caught on video saying the N-word. And... All he got was a week off from training camp. And it was only until Michael Vick defended him and at least stuck up for him. At the end of the year, the same Philadelphia team, I want to say the same GM, Howie Roseman, offered, gave Riley Cooper a five-year, $25 million deal. So if this, I get it, it's different times. Deshaun Jackson, he's definitely going to have to pay with some kind of disciplinary action because you have to be careful what you say, especially what you post on your social media because you are a political figure. You know, you, you know you're know, you adored by thousands of people out there. You know, to some extent, a lot of people, you know, go to these athletes. They look up to these athletes for, you know, motivation. They look them as role models, even though I don't think athletes should be looked at as role models, maybe a you, like LeBron James is a player, a professional athlete. Muhammad Ali, those are two professional athletes you can look to as role models. But other than that, athletes shouldn't be looked at as role models. But there are people out there that look up to these people and whatever they say, they believe and, you know, they support. So he had to be careful. So I, I do see some kind of disciplinary action, maybe a, you know, a suspension of some sort, a hefty fine, but... Let's not be hypocritical here because Riley Cooper did a far worse thing than Deshaun Jackson did and didn't get half the discipline, not much discipline. So sure, you can discipline Deshaun Jackson, but that is something to keep an eye on. Curious to see what his punishment is and what he gets, but in my opinion, I don't think... It should be asked, but it only looks bad because his owners, once again, are Jewish. And if you offend your owner and your general manager, that's the last people you want to offend. Because if you, as a regular person, offend your boss, nine times out of ten, you probably ain't going to be working for that boss anymore because he might fire your ass. So I would be, I would tread lightly if I was Deshaun Jackson. Obviously, apologize. I'm sure his owners, his general manager, were going to, you know, look into it and hopefully, you know, they can come to some sense and don't try to trade him or anything because he's still a great wide receiver. He can still make plays, and at the end of the day in the NFL, it's a proven me legal. Uh, you know, what have you done for me lately? As long as Deshaun Jackson can catch touchdown passes and help the Philadelphia Eagles win games, they'll bite, they'll bite their tongue and keep him on the roster. So hopefully Deshaun Jackson and other athletes out there, be careful what you post and say because – you know, you should think a lot more critically with some of the things you post because you might say something that might offend a group of people and it could hurt your brand, it could hurt your money. So I'm just saying be careful, athletes. Be careful, not just athletes, but just people in general, people that have, you know, their jobs on their, especially those people that, you know, where your jobs are public, people know where you work, you know, your LinkedIn account, people can find out what, where you work, your place of employment, and you're on social media saying offensive things that can affect your 
livelihood also. We are in a different time, in a social media time, so everything you said gets looked at at Microsoft. No matter if you delete it or whatnot, there's always receipts, people. So be careful. You say one wrong thing, you could your life could be ruined. So that's just something to keep in mind with. You know, that's something like Deshaun Jackson's paying the price for it, and other people in society have paid the price. A lot of these people in high high places have been exposed for saying racial racist shit, and they got their asses cooked on the internet and lost their jobs, lost their homes. So that's something to keep in mind with people. Just be careful what you say on the internet. That's for sure. All right, lastly, before. Just recently, Zion Williamson, once he got himself in a jam or has made the headlines, um, apparently Zion Williamson's stepfather allegedly uh, accepted $400,000 from a marketing payment from Duke before he joined the, before he uh, enrolled into the school and joined the team. And obviously with college players and not being paid, if this, if this is true, he is considered an ineligible player and Duke might have to be, might have to, you know, subtract all the games that Zion had and basically have to wipe away all those wins. And personally speaking, who cares if Zion Williamson got his stepdad Accepted four hundred thousand dollar payment. Matter of fact, they lowball my man. See, they should have gave my man Zion. I'm mad because he ain't only got four hundred thousand. He should at least got three, four million. Then I'd have been like, yo, you know. And even then, when people look at four hundred thousand, oh my God, Zion accepted four hundred thousand dollars. The only reason you should be upset that he accepted four hundred thousand is that that greedy ass. He ain't get more. He should have got three million dollars. Really, who cares? Because I think college athletes like Zion Williams, players, top top tier athlete, college athletes should get paid. Secondly, I would four hundred thousand. Zion, you know how much money Zion Williamson made Duke? How much publicity he gave them? How much they were in the headlines? See, it's only a big deal because it came from Duke. No, no, not Duke. Duke would never do such a thing. Coach K would never need to pay anybody to come to his school. Duke does everything the right way. I like Coach K and I like Duke, but come on, guys, let's be real. How the hell do you think all these colleges, both in football and basketball, get these top athletes to begin with? You think they, these kids come to school because they got a great medium-rare filet mignon steak in the cafeteria? You think that's why they go to, they go to these schools? You got to be a goddamn fool if you think these athletes are not going to these schools because they're being paid. All of them, all these top schools pay all these top athletes to go to their school. Let's be real. Zion was only going to be there for one year. He had no better chance of getting, he didn't go there to get a degree. That's for sure. He didn't go there because he wanted to be a doctor. Oh, he knew what he might have been. He might have been. I don't want to make an assumption, but what I personally, I, I could assure you I'm right. Zion only went to school just so he spends his one year at college get his exposure, and go to the NBA draft. Honestly speaking, he didn't even have to go to Duke and Zion still would have went to the NBA. But since the NBA has their one-year out-of-high-school policy, that's the only reason these kids go to these colleges for one year, and then they bounce. All right, so, man, if I was Zion, I would ask for some more money. Fuck that. Run him his check. Whatever money Zion Williamson got made Duke, they better give my man at least... 10%, because I know he made that school 50 million, some million dollars. They were on TV all damn day. All time, all they did was talk about Duke and Zion. Y'all owe my man three, four, me talking about 400,000. I'd be damned if you would make a big deal out of them damn $400,000. Shoot. They ain't talking about no regular player. This is Zion Williamson. Talking about $400,000. You should you should ask for three million times. Matter of fact, you should go back to them. Whoever gave you that four hundred thousand, say, "Now run me. I need a couple more zeros on this on this check." That's for sure. Shoot. Well, you got a problem with that? Well, you got an issue? Anyways, that's all I got for y'all this on this episode. I appreciate y'all for tuning in. Once again, you can tune on to uh, tuning on to my episode. I'm available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, 
Google Podcasts, straight from the Anchor app. You can also subscribe to my YouTube channel, Being Technical Podcast, Being Technical Podcast, to listen to all my latest uh, previous episodes. Um, before I go, free Woj. I'm out.